Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. Now we're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Everyone is Warlocks Conflux, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign that we're running here on Final Show Films. I'm Jack, your storyteller and dungeon master for this whole extravaganza, and we are glad to be back after our holiday hiatus. Uh, joining me today is Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Zoe, the, the half drop. Oh, Hexblade, Assassin, Pact of the Blade, Warlock. And Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Korshana uh, Thavakri, the Kalashtar uh, uh, Pact of the Chain. Warlock. And John? I got an intro right! You did it! Well done! I've been practicing. I'm John. I'm playing Elishard Amasi, the Human Warder, Pact of the uh, Undying Pact of the Host Warlock. And Nikki. Hi, everybody. I'm Nikki. I'll be playing Diamond Katar, the Earth Genasi Pact of the Archfey Blade Warlock. Yes. And Cody. Hi, I'm Cody. I'm playing Cole, the Shifter Urchin Pact of the Chain Warlock. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Aurelia, the Human Archaeologist Pact of the Blade Warlock. Uh, William, who generally plays Wotan, uh, will unfortunately not be with us today because he's off doing theater things. The but, but we will continue on without him currently. And our last moments in Conflux were spent near a narrow stone crevice in the undergrass as the Hawkshead Compact ended the second day of their subterranean journey. There are many perils in the darkness beneath the city, and having confronted traps, madmen, and monsters, our warlocks are perhaps a day or two away from their final landmark, a tree-like sculpture that marks the location where they will meet with someone from House Yangare, one of the leagues of assassin drow that ply their deadly trade in this little pocket dimension of conflux. And now, our eyes are drawn once again to this mismatched band as they awaken in the caverns and prepare for the final leg of their journey. The last watch has been completed. Your 
somewhat sheltered campsite was undisturbed over the sleeping hours that you spent. And you guys once again can proceed with your walk in the dark. You're a little bit off the off the the map here at this point. Referencing the charts provided by Lenore is no longer going to be of any help. Only rarely do the pathways delineated seem to actually reflect what the maps themselves show. So how are we going to proceed? Uh, I like to imagine Diamond wakes up after the long rest and is like, did, did anybody put on a light? Oh my God, I can see in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Holy shit! How's it feel? A whole new world has been opened up to me. You see why we think you're so inferior? Me, as me, Diamond, or people that can't see in the dark in general? People who can't see in the dark in general. Also, possibly specifically you. I now you'll know. get to watch them wander around mostly blind. It's kind of hilarious. I light my torch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get going. Who? Okay, we have not, to. Kidding! I'm kidding. Not not intentionally in front of Zoe, but probably in front of Zoe. Flare. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing lights. Um. We have to, the, the map doesn't go farther than this, right? So. The map shows pathways, but as you guys begin to proceed, you're starting to realize that they are tangentially representative at best. Either things have altered since these maps were created or they were based off of vague reports or the map doesn't seem to be super accurate to what's actually happening down here, at least currently. It was really good a couple days ago. Yep. Less good now. You do notice that the undergrass passages here are somewhat broader, but the clusters of three crystals that mark the branching paths seem slightly dimmer, a little less clearly situated. Those fluctuations in temperature still occur occasionally, sometimes chilly, sometimes sweltering. Like weird pockets. Okay. So who's going to lead this merry b band of adventurers? I can. Yeah, I can help if you want. That would be nice. All right. Uh, Zoe, give me a survival check then with advantage. Yay. Survival. Nineteen. Nineteen. Well done. Pacing yourselves and keeping careful watch, you manage to continue fairly swiftly through the undergrass. Only a few wrong turns are made, and those are fairly quickly corrected. Time does pass strangely for those of you more used to the progression of the sun and moons across the sky, but you feel like the day is perhaps half over as you eventually step into a massive underground chamber, much larger than most of the tunnels that you've been passing recently. Dominating the cavern is a massive stalagmite, nearly 70 feet tall before it reaches the roof and fully a meter across at its thinnest point. At some time past, it has been carved and textured to resemble a branching tree, 
but the sculpting has been dulled by further mineral deposits over time. Everybody give me perception checks. Perception. 10. 19. Also, Elishard, if you've been keeping torches burning, you are down to about three at this point. Mm. Okay. Do you need a lantern? <laughs> That'd be useful. Probably, yeah. I have one. I mean... I am doing the, for the record, I am doing the invisible closet on his shoulder seen through his okay. thing. So gotcha, I gotcha. Creation. Absolutely. Okay. Until somebody knocks him unconscious and then I'm blind until I return my vision. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun. Huh. Good to know. Distract uh, the closet with a piece of cheese. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the? <laughs> Your uncooperative, actively malicious seeing eye, closet. He's just going to go stand in the corner and yell, no screen watching. <laughs> <laughs> so Cole and Diamond, specifically. Everybody else, you mostly all you can see is this the silhouette of this huge tree. <laughs> um, those of you with active dark vision, because um, the the torch light doesn't really go that far out. But diamond and coal, glancing around a bit, you notice two things. First, the walls are covered with strange runes that seem to follow the undercommon alphabet, but are uniquely stylized. The other thing you notice is that something is moving along the far end of the chamber and seems to be headed your direction. Big something or human-sized something or tiny something? Because I know we wrote it down, but it's back in chat, in the chat archive that's not accessible at the moment. Uh -huh. um, we're supposed to reach a tree and wait, correct? Yeah, it's in the party notebook as well. Okay. Yeah, so I think this is the place we're supposed to stop, but... It's uh, definitely where we're supposed to stop. Yeah. It's large-ish. Large-ish. It doesn't seem like the thing we're supposed to be finding. Do you guys tell anybody that you see stuff that's moving? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, there I'm, I'm going to go see if I can see what it is. I'll bonus action. Turn into a bird. <laughs> right Turn into Every, a bird. Everybody's showing off their level six stuff. Yep. All right. So you transform into your avian counterparts and fly over towards it high, high, high away from it. But okay. so I can still see no, it. The, the ceiling is about yeah. 50, 60, 70-ish. And what you see is a freakish amalgamation of various parts floating in midair, and then a second, and then a third. Floating beaked brains trailing tentacles beneath them as they oh, silently God. drift closer and closer to where your friends have just stepped out. Yeah, after I see what it is... Um, I'll fly back. Well, right back. about now okay. is when you have to roll initiative. Yeah. Fun. Sweet. I Let me clear the tracker. I definitely still have Thaw summoned, so I don't have to do that. 
Oh yeah. No, I have not put the gun away by this. Yeah, no. <laughs> not when we're not when we're deep underground. That thing's staying out. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody should be on the correct page. I have to leave. I, yes. I, I, I'm I, very excited for the inevitable cave-ins. I have to put my host away. I have to put my symbiote away um, after a minute, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, <they're... laughs> but you've got a concealed symbiote carry license, so that's yeah. good at least. Awesome. 19! Damn, Diamond. Well done. <laughs> nice. On track. Look. I was distracted by Cole turning into a bird. I rolled <laughs> the same thing for my initiative that I rolled for my perception. <laughs> You're keeping on brand. That's what's important. Yeah. Can't disappoint people if I suddenly start being good mm. at initiatives. Mm. I wonder if the floating brains have a higher dexterity than I do. The right one. Oh, hey, I rolled the same thing twice. Cool. Because <laughs> the first one didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like throwing pasta to a refrigerator. So being notified that something is out there. Uh, Aurelia, what's your dex? Uh, three. 16. Okay. Zoe and Aurelia, you guys get to go first. Okay. These things are currently kind of here-ish. Okay. So they're pretty far away from us right now? Pretty far. Cavern. Um, within firing range of the rifle, because it's 80 to 160 feet. Yeah, probably. You could you could definitely move and get in range. Okay. You'd have to kind of cheat to the side a little bit and get visual around the, the stalagmite. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll go around the side, and once I can see these things, and uh-huh. I can tell they're some sort of weird thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not people. Definitely uh, not people. I'm going to hex one of them. Okay. For my bonus action. So that's up. And then I'm going to fire. Yeah. Go ahead and take your shot. <clears throat> 23. Oh, 23 definitely hits. Alrighty. Nine piercing and six necrotic. Okay. So the once again, the thunderous sound echoes throughout this chamber and definitely carries some distance. What are those? Make me a nature check. Disadvantage. Yep. 20, though. 20. You have heard stories of these. Okay. You don't know much about them other than there are creepy monsters called Grell. Okay. That live underground and probably eat people. Okay, cool. Um... I want these to be slower coming toward us, so uh, if it has to make an ability check, it, it's going to have disadvantage on dexterity. Yeah, okay. That's it. Oh, actually, are we casting spells at third level yet? Yeah. No. Yes. That is actually an extra... Oh, no, I can just concentrate on the spell longer. Yes. Never mind. I'm good. That's my turn. Okay. 
All right. Ding these. Oh. And Zoe. I'm next then. Yes, you are. Uh, so seeing these, do I know anything about them? Uh, you can make me the nature check without disadvantage, since you've cool. got some experience in the Undark. <laughs> 18. Mostly the same. Okay. Scary monsters definitely eat people, live underground. But definitely predatory. <sighs> there are ways off right now, huh? <clears throat> They're probably about 60, 70 feet away. Yeah, I, I don't have that much speed, and I also don't want to get that separated from the group. Uh-huh. Um, so, I'm going to move up to where Aurelia is. Okay. Are you holding an action, or...? Yeah, if if any of them get into range, I'm going to try and smack them with my pack blade. Okay. That is definitely something that will probably happen. Cora. All right. Um, I am going to... Sorry, how far away? About 60 feet right now. Hmm. All right, I will go ahead and, and and pick one of them, and we will just we we will just enemies abound them. Oh. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Okay. Bells with intelligence saves are the best because nobody ever... Hardly anybody has intelligence saves. What's your DC? Uh, My DC is 15. 15. That is an 11. (laughs) 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 So we know what he's going to be doing his first turn. Amazing. Yep. Um, And... You know what? I don't really feel like running in... So I'm just going to stay where I'm at. Okay. That brings us to Cole, who is Uh, a bird somewhere up near the ceiling. Yep. I will fly down uh, to the edge of the torchlight and use my action to shift out a bird form. Okay. And just be like, tentacles, brains, beaks, weird, really gross coming from over there. That's pretty much about all I can do. Uh, Actually, bonus action. No, nothing else. All right. Well, let's see. I'll pull out a dagger. Okay. So they all rush up to the front lines. And we'll start with the one who is currently affected and is in range of Aurelia. Well, is 10 feet away, so not quite in range of Zoe yet. Okay. Darn it. Yep. 
They have tentacles. They can. They have reach. Mm. I no tentacles are cool. I can say that. All right. So Diamond is number one. Aurelia is number two. And or sorry, Zoe is number two. Aurelia. Uh, Aurelia is number one. Zoe's number two. The other two Grell are three and four. Hey, it's going to attack one of the Grell. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Did it. Got there. So it lashes out at its friend. Miss with the tentacles. Mm-hmm. Bites with the beak and also misses. Two misses, but against one of its friends. Mm-hmm. The other two, one will attack Aurelia. One will attack Zoe. Um, seeing this, does it seem like the beak also has range? No. Okay. The beak definitely does not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Aurelia, what's your AC? Uh, not good. Uh, 14. 14. That's a 10, so that's a miss. Ah, three. Flies up a little closer with you, so you, these tentacles that are ah. spiked and dripping some sort of chemical substance lash out. You manage to duck out of the way, and the beak comes in to snap at you. Cool, cool. 23 hits you, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, so you take eight piercing damage. Zoe, this one's in range now. You can hit it if you want. Mm. Yes, I want to hit it. Okay, go ahead and make your attacks. All right. Attack, attacks. I don't know how many you have right now. Two. I have two. two. 23 definitely hits. 11 slashing. Nice, good solid hit. 16. 16 also hits. These are not terribly well armored, and they seem to be mostly made of. Damn it! They're made of meat. (laughs) I'm gonna become a fucking assassin once we reach level 10. For the record, (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna start taking levels in rogue, yeah? Murder so hard. Look, I have a few rogues in other games, and I just miss how much single target damage they can do. <laughs> it's true, and ro- roguelock is fun. I'm not gonna lie, roguelock is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The other one is going to directly attack you, Zoe. What's oh. your AC? Fourteen. So a twenty hits you. You take with the tentacles. They, as you strike at the other one, you feel something reach out and lap wrap around you. You take ten piercing damage, and I need you to make a Constitution save. My constitution's actually not as bad as I thought it was. Natural one, though. And as the poison soaks into these wounds, you are paralyzed and grappled and restrained. At Um, which point... Can I just use a single icon to indicate that all of those things are the case? Yes, absolutely. Cool. So at the end of your next turn, you'll be able to make a save. All right. It bites out with its beak at you. Your AC is what again? 14. 14. The beak somehow misses, even though you're completely immobilized, restrained, and everything. I was going to say, though, he definitely has advantage from the (laughs) He definitely has advantage, but still manages to snap just past your shoulder. And that's it for the Grell, Elishard. Can I see them now? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, they are right up in y'all's could faces. Could I get? Could I f- sort of flank out to the side and angle at such a way that I could get all of them in a thirty-foot cone? Thirty-foot cone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them, but not the other, not my allies. Uh, you would. De- well, you would probably hit Zoe with this. Okay, that's fine. Zoe's paralyzed and can't run away. Um. Uh, I'm gonna sort of step off to the side, flanking and. Uh, uh, I'm going to cast fear. 
Okay. Which is a 30-foot cone. Yep. Uh, so all creatures in that 30-foot cone must make a wisdom saving throw or drop whatever they're holding and become frightened for the duration, which is one minute. Uh, uh, when, while frightened by the spell, a creature must take the dash action and move away from you by the safest available route on each of their turns. Unless there is nowhere to move, the creature ends the creature ends their turn in a, if the creature ends their turn in a location where they don't have line of sight, they can then make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, so Zoe, go ahead and make your wisdom save, and I'll make the wisdom saves for each of these guys. And it's DC sixteen. Okay. I actually have an okay wisdom. <laughs> As, no, okay, I'm good. So as, you're not frightened. As just half of Elishard's face peels away to reveal the monster underneath. So I like the idea that I would have been frightened, but there's just like practically, there's nothing I could do about that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, well, I guess I'll die now. <laughs> so Zoe, it's not so much well, I guess I'll die now as there's no recourse to this. The tentacles retract from around you, as two of them are obviously terrified. Cool. One of them, who thinks everything is out to get it, apparently doesn't care because it already <laughs> thought everything was out to get it. Beautiful. Yeah, the enemy's abound one is the only one that succeeded on its <laughs> on its save. <laughs> Am I still paralyzed fast. because poison? You are still paralyzed because of the poison, but uh, other than that, you are no longer restrained or grappled. So I step to the side, I growl menacingly, and two of them start running away. <laughs> Basically. All right. And that brings us to Diamond. Cool. Definitely going to run up and get behind the one. There's one still in front of Aurelia, correct? Uh, all of them are still kind of around slash in front of Aurelia. Okay. Actually. Because they haven't had their turn to run yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Yeah, I know I'm going to get behind one of the ones that's on Aurelia and I'm going to swing at it. Okay, so you're going to... Are you trying to flank or...? Trying to flank. Okay, go ahead and roll with advantage then. That's fine. You can attack them because they don't get to save unless they're out of line of sight of me, so... (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, 22 hits. For 10 slashing and 2 lightning... Yep. So the sword bites into this thing, and you can see the gout open up as part of the the tentacle and the brain are slashed by your sword. The lightning kind of over top of it. Lightning seems to have no effect. Okay. Uh, and then second attack. But it took ten damage. And this was the one on Aurelia you were attacking, right? Yes. Okay. Hit, hit it again. Yep, that hits it again for 13 slashing and one lightning. Once again, no effect from the lightning, but this thing, you you carve into it pretty deep, and brains don't necessarily have a lot of blood in them, but something's soaking out of this thing. Chris. Yep, a little bit, a little bit. Which brings us back to Zoe. You're paralyzed, but you're not scared, so at the end of your turn, Unless you have anything that you can do while paralyzed? Uh, nothing that I'm inclined to do right now. Okay. So you'll make your save and Aurelia take you take your turn as well. Okay. Uh, that's a con save, correct? Con save, yep. 
eight. No. You are still paralyzed. Cool. <laughs> All right, I am going to if if I uh, try and grab Zoe to pull her away from this mob of things, uh-huh. would that take an action, or would I have to like disengage to get to her? I don't know how close we are. Uh, you guys are kind of shoulder to shoulder, so yeah, okay. you could drag her away. It would take your action, but okay, um, um, will be subject to uh, at least one opportunity attack. However. Yes, um, but I know what happens when things are not moving and there are enemies around. So I'm I'm gonna do that. I will okay. pull her back as far away as I can get. All right. Um. So, uh, your AC again is fourteen. Fourteen. So you take 10 piercing damage, make a constitution save. Okay. Um, I'm waiting for it. Let's see. I'm going to actually do Entropic Ward on that, because I know that these things have poison now, because I've seen the effect. So, disadvantage. Impose uh, disadvantage on the roll? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, well, you don't get the crit. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. <laughs> Darn it. You All take right. 10 piercing damage, and you need ten. to make a con save. Okay. Con saves, my favorite and best ones. Good. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Hey! <laughs> not that You hard. are not paralyzed. Woo! All right. Um, you are, however, grappled which means you're restrained, which means you can't move. Dang it. Okay. Um, yeah. The, but I'm going to say that since you were stopped there, it mm-hmm. doesn't provoke the attack of opportunity for the other one since you didn't actually move anyway. Okay. Cool. That's that, my turn. That might not be entirely according to the books, but I, I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. All right. Korashana. So... Is there a way, I'm just going to ask and you tell me, okay. is there a way that I can center a 20-foot sphere, <laughs> radius sphere, that, hit, that that manages to avoid these people? And hit yes. Them? It will not, however, avoid the sculpture in the middle of the room. I don't give a shit about the sculpture. Oh, God. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I am casting Hunger of Hadar. Awesome. Yeah. As a 20 bit, as there's just a big 20 foot radius fear of blackness howling with like Arctic winds on the outside. Is it behind them? Are they going to have to run through that to get away from me? <laughs> Technically, yeah. Because that'll be because, because up. That so the only way you could fit that would be below them and opposite you, so yeah. Because that means that they're going to break line of sight faster than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, but then they're going to take an ass load of damage. Yeah, <sighs> I can see into your weird ball of darkness. This is a good image. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, on their turn, they'll take some damage there. Yes, they will. All right. Cole. A huge sphere of blackness and icy cold has enveloped your targets. 
What you gonna do about that? <clears throat> uh, definitely not gonna go in there. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll do what any sane person would do and fire blindly into it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Uh, I'll move off to the side so that nobody's directly in front of me, and then I'll Eldritch Blast. Okay. I mean, the proper thing to do would be gla- grab your bottle of wine, walk up, put it just inside, <laughs> right, just... properly chilled. Once, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't have. Ooh, I have rations, so maybe I could chill those. Properly <laughs> chilled and possibly possessed by tentacle demons. Ooh. Possibly, that's a that's a. But risk. everybody wants in your wine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fuck All right, so uh, Eldritch Blast's at disadvantage. 11. 11's a miss, unfortunately. 14. 14's a hit, though. Awesome. Nice. Splash for 14 max damage. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I'll say you hit the one closest to you. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. And that brings us to the Grell. So for starters, Jeremy, I'm going to need you to roll me... 2d6 cold damage. Six, yep. Um, it's, this is the same thing, so 10. All right. So all Double fives. Take, all of them take 10 cold damage. Yes, they do. Boop. Damn. Now, the question is, can Boop. they run 40 feet? Because if not, by the end of their turn, they take forty. They take 2d6. Well, they, do, they, are, they do have to, two of them have to dash, so. Right. Two of them have to dash. Nah, fair. Right. So they are going to make it... Well, but it is also difficult to rain. And the entire sphere is difficult to rain, so even with a fly speed, I think... Yep. So 60... So they can make it 30 feet. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So two of them take the dash action, make it 30 feet through the tentacle storm. And take but this one of the ones that has me damage. or not. Eleven acid damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you hey, kill, good damage. Kill the one that has um, Aurelia. Aurelia, you are now deposited in the middle of hunger, hunger of Fadar. Sorry. <laughs> cool. Sorry about that. Wait, wait, wait. Was this one of the, Was this the one that I was behind? Yes, but you can't see them. They have total concealment against you. Uh, I have, I have uh, I, Devil Sight. Di- yeah. yeah, Diamond so can, can see. see. Okay, let me see if it says, let me look at Hunger of Hadar and see if it says anything about Dark Vision. It just says Fear of Blackness. It doesn't yeah, say and Devil about... Sight says normally in darkness, both magical and non-magical. Oh, magical darkness. Yep, okay, yeah, you can take a swipe at it. Yeah, this is the Warlock combo. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 22. All right, 22 hits the one that's not going to be dead. Cool. Just eight. Or eight. Yeah. Okay. Just, I want to swing. I want to swing. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to kill Seal. Meanwhile, let's see. You've got Heden. No. No, you don't. Elishard? Or sorry, blah. You've got Elishard, Aurelia, Diamond, One, Grell. I think that's everything that's within melee of this one that thinks everything's out to get it. Yep. Because everything is out to get it. I mean... Hmm. Does it also include the tentacles? On a two, it's going to attack Aurelia. Dang it. <laughs> Man. Alright. Look, I'm trying. I, <laughs> I know. Roll, but it <laughs> Aurelia, you are 
You take eight piercing damage. Out. Okay. Uh, make a con save. All right. Hey. You're paralyzed. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. And then it's got advantage against you with the beak attack because you have grappled. Does the thirteen hit you? Yes. You take another five piercing damage. Okay. All right. Which brings us to Elishard again. Uh, the, the ones that the ones that the ones that can't see me get to make wisdom saves to see if they're still afraid or not. Ah. Okay. So that's one of them. That's a three. Still afraid. Yep. Still scared as shit. All right. I can't see shit. Not really. You know that it really is in there somewhere, though. Yeah, but I don't know where. Um, which means I'm not going to fire in. Actually, how far away was I from the one that was sort of like spazzing out and attacking everything? Uh, you were maybe 30, 40 feet from that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move up to the edge of the darkness and see yeah, okay. if I can't lightning lure it. Okay. Over here. <laughs> it's a strength save. If it's in 15 feet, if it's within 15 feet of me, I can hit it with a lightning lure, and it makes a strength save or get pulled 10 feet closer. If it gets pulled 10 feet closer, then it takes 7 lightning damage. It has to be a creature that you can see within range. Oh, do you have to be able to see it? All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, then I'm just going to stand there and hold my torch because I can't see anything. Okay. All right. Diamond. Uh, Aurelia just got dragged into the darkness by one of these things. Yes. Uh, is there one still close to us, though? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, the, yes. The closest one to you is the one that has Aurelia. Okie dokie. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I go in and run up on the one that has Aurelia and stab it. Okay, based on its movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, if it had to dash... No, that one didn't have to move because it was not scared. It's just lashing out at whatever it can. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'll run in and... uh, It's doing the combat version of the Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, Do I have advantage if it's grappling somebody? Oh, wait. uh, It wouldn't wouldn't have the... It wouldn't have the enemies bound on it anymore, by the way. No? Because Hunger of Hadar is also concentration. Oh, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay. Well, that's why, that's probably why it attacked Aurelia then. (laughs) We'll say. Redcons! Um, okay. So, you rush in. You can still see just fine. So... Do I have advantage on the attack because he is currently grappling somebody, or no? No, you do not. 
that's a really fun that that's a really fun that that they don't usually have for area of effect concentration spells. You can run in, and as long as you get out before the end of your turn, you took no damage. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. Swinging. That doesn't hit. Is a nine nope. hit? Nine does not hit. Mm. Okay. Second hit. Is it twelve hit? Twelve just hits. Woo! Fourteen damage. All right. It is looking extremely rough. Cool, 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 cool. And you unfortunately, given that it's difficult terrain, do not have enough movement to get back out. Nope. That's fine. This is fine. This is fine. Sorry. Back away. Dexterity saving throw. Yep. So you need to make a deck save. Oh, awesome. Here we go. All right. Oh, a fourteen. Nice. Good. We'll make it though. But that's Jeez. really good for me. Yep. <laughs> It needs a 15. Yep. So 2d6 acid damage. Uh, that would be nine. Nine acid yeah, damage to... Probably my frostbite, because it's, it's... Yeah, because it's also 2d. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine acid damage. Yep. And... That brings us back to Zoe and Aurelia, both of whom are paralyzed. So just make your constitution saves. Woo. Take damage. Um, Natural 20. Zoe's not paralyzed anymore. Okay. We're paralyzed. I don't get to do anything this combat, but I'm not poisoned. And Norelia is no longer paralyzed as well. Korashana, we're back to you. Uh, At least Aurelia is in the sphere, so Aurelia... Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Aurelia has to take 2d6. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, it's okay, acid. I rolled low that time. Six acid damage, Aurelia. Oh, cool. By the way, with the amount of, of rolls on this that I'm getting that are double rolls, I really wish I had Chaos Bolt right now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, at this point, since I've heard enough death shrieks to imagine that it, that I'm doing at least as much damage to my friend that's in there as the <laughs> enemies that are in there. I am dropping Hunger of Hadar. Okay. Okay. Um, and... Uh, I'll move up close enough to use Chill Touch. Okay. really chill touch for Dang. 20 fucking damn holy shit so 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 oh, wait the court, what uh, the fuck that was three seven and three seven yep <laughs> i need you i need you to email me that whatever program you're using to to get the <laughs> what the actual fuck so Koroshana, usually Chill Touch goes out, it latches on, and there's that, you know, burst of energy that kind of horrifically damages whatever it is. Right. This Chill Touch somehow reaches out, latches onto that beak, and bodily rips it out of the thing's brain. I was going to say, does, does it bring it back to me like a, like a happy pet? <laughs> right. <laughs> Look what I caught for you. So that one is officially very dead, which means, fortunately, Aurelia will not be subject to its attacks. Um, and did you have a bonus action you were doing? 
Uh, no. All right, Cole. Mm. Two left. One left. One left. Okay. Eldritch Blast. Cool. Nine and 14. Second one hits. Another max damage, 14. Nicely done. And let's see. This one still has to... Nope, it took damage, so it gets to make the save. Uh, No, it only makes the save at the end of its turn if it can't see me. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, you're you're thinking of like uh, charm person or hold or there's a lot no, of things. I'm, that, there are a lot I'm, of I'm thinking of enemies things. abound was the one yeah. that let you make the make the save when you took damage. Yep. Okay. Um. Bu- 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 oh, he's just terrified. It's, yep. It's running away and has still failed its save, so doesn't matter anyway. Um. But it can no longer see you because it's out. You're outside of its blind sight range. Yep. And these things don't have great object permanence, apparently. Um, That's fine. He can just keep running away for the rest of his life. <laughs> right. Well, it is your turn again. If you'd like to do anything about that, I can't. If it can't see me, I definitely can't see it. You're not. Well, you're not blinded anymore because hunger of Hadar went away. So you can. But I also only have like an well, eighty. Foot, oh, that's right. You're only able range. to see within the 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 torchlight. So, yeah. yep. Yeah, it's out there in the darkness somewhere. I mean, you can kind of hear it well, if you uh, wanted to run after it. I'm fine with it being with it running away, terrified. I'm going to go. Uh, the hunger of hard to go away. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're trying to drop that. Okay. Then I'm going to go walk out towards Aurelia and pick her up and carry her back over to the rest of the group. I'm not paralyzed anymore. <laughs> oh, pick her up. Aurelia starts kicking. Never mind. That, that was, I missed. I, I hit it. I had to step away, which means I missed the part where you were yeah. no longer paralyzed. <laughs> Elishard would not have. Okay. Um, I feel like Elishard might have done that anyway. I think well, keep in mind that we made those rolls before the darkness dropped, so you absolutely yeah. did not see Aurelia become unparalyzed. Yeah, I also didn't see Aurelia become paralyzed <laughs> because Aurelia got yanked into the darkness when when she became paralyzed. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> However, it pans out. Um, so yeah, no, I'll just is is mobile. I yeah I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, is Zoe still paralyzed? Nope. nope. No. Okay. Nobody's paralyzed. All right. In that case, I'm just gonna hang out because I'm not chasing after it. <laughs> okay, Diamond. What are you doing? Uh, there's one left. There is one left. Mm, how far away is it? Uh, probably about forty feet from you at this point. Cool. You know. Mm, yeah, yeah, Diamond's going to be that extra person. <laughs> she is going to wait. You will have noticed that these things are technically flying. I mean, like, how far off the ground are they? Mm, three, four feet most of the time. They're kind of just hovering there in midair. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to do this. Missy step. I can do that. Okay. So I just, and then I use the last 10 feet to run up and stab it. Okay. Ah. Uh, 12 just hits, right? 12 just hits. Eight. Eight damage. Okay. And then a 17. Also hits. 10 damage. For 10 damage. 
Okay. And that brings us to Zoe and Aurelia. I can only do that once. I need to remember to do that. Just talking to myself. Can I still see it? Um, how far is your dark vision? Normal, so probably not. Um, dark vision, dark vision, dark vision. There we go. 60. 60? Yeah, it's still within within that. Cool. Eldritch Blast. Okay. Which is apparently not actually in my character sheet. Good job. <laughs> So clearly, I've never had to actually use my ranged attack before. Right. Yeah, because because you're you're an up close and personal sort of individual. There we go. Never mind. <laughs> it's the same attack roll as my pack blade, so I'm going to use that to. Make All right, roll. so the 11 misses. Second beam, I believe we're at the level. Yeah, we have two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 23? Second one definitely hits. All right. Two damage while two I damage. add that to my actual character sheet. So you don't use this very much. And the first one goes wide, and the second one kind of grazes it. It's still floating, Aurelia. Yeah, I want to kill it. I really want to kill it. Do, do it. Okay. The gun. Um, (laughs) With the gun. Yeah. (laughs) Aim. Sight, fire. Uh, Ah! Damn it. Ten. So it's it's out there a little ways, and you're still recovering from the paralysis, and the gun sways a little bit. The bullet sails off and smashes into the far wall. Fuck. I'm going to... I'm feeling this petty. Sure. Why not? I'm going to uh, click the... the, the modif- There's like a little piece on the side that I've yeah. attached. It's new. Uh-huh. It's like a button. I okay. A lever on the side. I'm going to fire that thing. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do do do. Where's the gun? Doo-doo-doo. Where's the gun? There <laughs> it is. Twenty six. Twenty six. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please kill it. It had three hit points. Yes. <laughs> so pleased. This- this bright white beam just emanates from this crystal that's sort of mounted off to the side and a little below the the general barrel. And yeah, you just laser a hole right through that thing's huge fucking brain and it down onto the down onto the stone. And quiet falls over the cavern. You do hear a quiet, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I tilt my head to the side, looking over at Aurelia. What the hell is that? You turn to a monster, she has a laser beam. It's Uh, uh, We should... That's the tree we're supposed to find, right? (laughs) Ow. And as you look, there's a bit of weathering to the tree where the acidic nature of Hungar of Hadar kind of... Licked oh, at it. Fuck, fucked up. Fucked up some of that. Some of that 
sediment or uh, chemically deposited stone. It licked it like a salt lick. <laughs> yeah, Bubbles with us. Bubbles with us. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> nope. Bubbles is at home, slowly eating the way through. <laughs> yeah, slowly eating his way through any organic matter he can find. I'm so oh, sad. No. <laughs> I could just see that. Him. That's why you have to hire an ooze sitter, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we come back and the ooze sitter is eaten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that sometimes happens, but only to incompetent ooze sitters. Mm. All right. So the cavern is quiet now. What are you guys gonna do? Rest. <laughs> Ow. Uh, can any? <laughs> Can anybody read this? And I'm going to point to the runes and stuff that we saw on the wall. Uh, with my, I, I, I'm uh, going to go start looking at it with my eyes of the rune keeper. Oh, you don't even have to make a roll for it then. <laughs> at several points throughout the cavern, Koroshana, you read, you tread in the domain of the house of silence and fate. Draw no weapon, make no demand, at peril of your bloodline's existence. Can you put that in check? Because I went to I, go try. I was in the process of writing it down as you were saying it. Absolutely. And you were fast. Sorry. It's okay. So, yeah. They, they walk up, they look at it for a second. Interesting. <laughs> Directions? Um. So like a hate, hey, yes. wait here? Uh, more of rules, I suppose would be the easiest way to say it. Um, uh, uh, we, we're not to draw weapons or make demands. A little late. Sheath my, my dagger. Thoughts exactly. <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine. What's done is done. I imagine that's in relation to meeting the people who own the territory, not in chasing off floating brains with beaks and tentacles. You may be. You may Can be. I fact check that assumption? Um, yes, you can. Uh, go ahead and give me a history check. Never mind. Apparently, so just cannot roll this fucking history stuff. May be correct. Um, that said, we should be prepared for the second part of of, of, of of the the consequences part which is the peril of our of our entire bloodline's existence says so everyone should put away their weapons is what i'm hearing yes that would be a good idea Aurelia, what's your passive perception my passive perception is oh you have a perception 12 <laughs> Elishard, what's yours? Uh, 14. Koroshana, what's yours? Uh, also 12. Cole? 19 with my raven on my shoulder. Okay. Diamond? Diamond? 10. 10. And Zoe? 
Also 14. Also 14. Right about now is roughly when, Cole, you see just the faintest movement out of the corner of your eye, and as you turn to look... Let's see how this goes. Two. Um, Koroshana, what's your AC? Uh, 13. 13, okay. Wow. All right. Everybody except Aurelia, you feel something just into your body somewhere. Everybody make me a constitution save. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh, oh my God. So cool. So cool. I oh, love this. Oh my God. That's fucking amazing. This is actually good news because it means we don't have an opportunity to screw it up. Wow, I, I, I got a mighty 13, which is compared to everybody else. So, Aurelia, you yeah. just hear, thuk, 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 and something whistles past your ear. Okay. All of your friends immediately just collapse poof, into the stone, and you are left standing alone by yourself. I... Okay. Hey, out of cold before so, he got shot. Um, I. To say, I hang on to my weapon because it's already drawn. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's <laughs> out there? Uh, looking around. <laughs> which is as which is you see six figures clad in these sort of leathery looking cloaks that have a very kind of mottled rocky like pattern to them blends in very well with the surroundings yep step up all holding small hand crossbows out leveled directly at you yep i don't have the gun like pointed at anything i think i had like so it's just and uh, what lang- what languages do you speak? I speak common and draconic. All right. So I... I speak all languages, but I'm unconscious. I probably start with common because... Common, it's common. Um, we were attacked. If they don't respond to that, I will repeat it in draconic. All defending right. ourselves. Tune in next week for the next <laughs> Grand Terrakin. <laughs> one of them, one of them throws back the hood on their cloak. You see, you see dark skin, pointed ears, pale, pale hair, not quite white, with a lid, just the faintest tinge of golden color to it. The rules apply in all situations. Who are you and why have you come? Worth noting, I didn't draw a weapon, so they darted me for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Also, all of you take two piercing damage that got hit. Ow. Owie. Um... So there's no rule about if I'm unconscious but not dead for my Paris for my symbiote. <laughs> if you're unconscious, your symbiote, which lives in your body, is also unconscious. I guess I should. I, 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 it probably doesn't matter at this point, anyway. But I'm assuming this is not a spell. No, this is a poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> good. Good question, though. Yes. Um. What's the last thing they said? Um, Who are you and why have you come? Okay. Of course. My name is Aurelia Clementine Evans, and we have a job that we were trying to hire you for. Or... A contract we're negotiating with them for. The contract. Show me this contract. Mm -hmm. Of course. Who was carrying it? Do I remember? Woten is not here. <laughs> okay. Woten, I will go over to Woten, then who I'm assuming is on the ground. Yep, Woten's definitely on the ground. And pull out the contract and hand it over to the person I was speaking to. Okay. She turns after looking at it, murmurs something to one of the others that you don't understand. They respond and seem to be, uh, go ahead and give me an intelligence check disadvantage. Okay. See how much you're you're catching off of. Sure. I'm also just trying to gauge, because like a lot of things are happening at once. I'm trying mm-hmm. to gauge how they're all watching me fairly closely right now, I am imagining. It would be fairly hard to pull off a spell at this point. Oh, they're they're watching you very closely, and you've got cool. at least uh, you've got at least four crossbows pointed at you. Sweet five. Okay. Yep. Hard to tell what sort of discussions going on here. Okay. Everybody who got knocked out can make me another Constitution save. Cole, you're still asleep. Mm. Nope. Fourteen. I'm getting worse. Elishard, you're still unconscious. Mm. Despite being unconscious, role. can I spend inspiration? Yeah. Cool. That gives me advantage in this context. No, it would be an extra D8 to your roll. This is no one's individual fault, but everyone needs to stop having different rules. (laughs) For DM inspiration. (laughs) 16. Zoe, your eyes blink open. As they do, you hear a voice that you actually can understand. Aphedriel, this one wakens. Watch her closely then. And you can see pointed down at you a hand crossbow of familiar construction. You've seen these before. No sudden movements, resisting eye rolling at. (laughs) 
Aurelia, the contract is handed back to you. We'll take you to speak with the matriarchs then. (laughs) Bear in mind, the judgment of your actions here is still in the balance. Conduct yourself accordingly. Yes, and my companions? The same. They will come with us once they awaken. Your kindness and... As Aaron realizes that that's not a word I can say, um, is is appreciated. (laughs) I am going to put my weapon down then. Very well. Okay. And I will put the gun down and walk away from it far enough and... I'm trying to get it so that it, it it will disappear on me. I think if it's over five feet away from me. Mm, I think it's a little longer than the, a little further than that, but uh, I think it, it dis- five feet away from you for one minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it'll have to sit for a bit, but yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, everybody who's still unconscious, go ahead and make me another con save. Twenty. Elishard, you awaken. Cole's uh, still snoozing. I speak. Diamond is awake. Ah. Uh, for whatever it's worth, I speak under common. Still naturally. getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> so Cole and Korishana are still out. Woten kind of groans a bit and sits up and notes that numbers being what they are, this is still probably not a, a good time to react aggressively. Two of them begin to pull out hooked knives and start carving up the grill. After a few minutes, Cole and Korishana, you guys both come around and wake up to see six or so drow. There's some over there. I don't continually get worse and just slip into a coma. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The drow are better with poison than that. Right. It's an incapacitating poison, not a murdering poison. <laughs> they save that for other things. Great. Um pull the pull the dark. I begin uh, because I'm, I'm, we're pretty close and this doesn't require any movement on my part. I begin explaining what happened before to, uh, Zoe. They woke, I woke up or that you all fell and they came out of the rocks. I hope you apologized. No. Aurelia tries to remember if she apologizes. <laughs> no, I did not. No, I explained our actions. Surprisingly, all of you have had the darts removed from you rather expertly. There doesn't seem to be any residual like bleeding or anything. I'm just sort of looking around. Um, what are there, the? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, what are the drow doing now that most of us are awake? Watching and waiting. Mostly they seem to be waiting for two of their number to finish butchering the grill. 
Is there any chance that my closet took the dart? Make a sleight of hand check for your closet. <laughs> God. Uh, advantage for being invisible? Yeah. Okay. 11. So there are a number of things that seem to have these these drow on edge. Mm-hmm. One of which oh, no. is the one of which is the fact that after sitting there for a minute, that gun just went poof. Yep. The other is that when they went to pull the dart out of Korashana, it was already sort of floating in midair, being tugged on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And they grabbed it, and there was definitely more weight attached to the thing for a brief second than there should have been. And Shathal has has gained enough sense of self-preservation to not try and take on six to eight assassins at once by himself, though. So right. He's just stayed invisible and been angry, like normal, you know. Um, I'm just trying to get a feeling for how the drow are feeling at the moment. If they are particularly angry at us, anxious, just concerned, or what? They're on edge. Yep. You you know that drow are primarily assassins. That's at least the the reference that, that your time as a warder has sent for you. And an assassin on edge is usually a terrible idea. Yeah. Because they're they're mostly good at one thing, and and when you're mostly good at one thing, most problems get solved in that manner. Yeah. But at the moment, they seem to be holding their peace, although they are very very watchful. After the the butchering is complete, however, the one who seems to be the leader steps up to you all as a group. It seems that you have negotiations to conduct with the matriarchs. So, you will follow us, and we will show you where it is that you must go in order to speak to those with whom you have business. You may have questions along the way. These will not be answered. Do not bother asking. Come. Yep. And with four in front and four behind, they sort of herd you guys into a little knot and start going to the northern entrance to this uh this cavern. Yep. Like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Your guides lead you through another maze of tunnels, never really stopping or pausing at intersections, continually moving with a speed and silence that is difficult to match. Another few hours of travel pass, all of you clattering along in an effort to keep up with their pace, Wotan especially kind of struggling, short legs. But then finally the band halts at the edge of a precipice that drops away into utter darkness. Those of you with dark vision, you can't see the bottom, you can't see the other side. One of them, however, pulls out a short bow and aims off into the darkness, loosing a shaft that arcs away into the shadows and is lost. After a few minutes, you hear a high-pitched whistling sound. 
and suddenly two long ropes swing into view and they're quickly caught by the escorting drow. They have foot loops at the bottom and two of them immediately step on and swing away into the darkness. After about a minute, the whistling is heard once more as the ropes come back and it's caught again. So, who is first? Who is second? I'll step up. Forward. Okay. So Zoe and Elishard, you guys grab onto these. They nudge your feet into position and just kind of unceremoniously shove you off the edge of a cliff. The air rips past your ears pretty quickly and you swing and you swing and you swing and you can feel yourself dropping in elevation before finally roughly at where the rope starts to creak and you start to ascend once again. And Elishard, you can't see anything because you can't carry a torch on this ride that's happening. (laughs) Yep. So out of nowhere, you feel hands just grab around you. Yeah. Zoe, you can see the landing platforms coming. There's three drow there poised and they sort of just catch you as you swing in. They help you down, and then one of them realizes, oh, that guy's blind, and whistles up, and there's a faint glint that you can finally see Alishard, probably about 30 feet away or so, as a single drow holding a glowing faceted crystal comes up and just sort of stands nearby you, casting dim light in about a about a 40-foot radius. <laughs> and you can now see that these are stone platforms that have been carved into a cliff face. They pull the, they haul the ropes up to a higher platform and throw them off so that the pendulum effect actually gets as far as it needs to go. The rest of you on the other side hear the ropes coming back. Another two drow get on and go. And then the ropes return. Who's going third and fourth? Me. Okay. So Diamond, you get on. Cole, you get on. The two of you go through this long journey. It's at least three, four hundred feet across, whatever this thing is. Just a, a massively huge crevice in the ground that you swing across, land on these platforms are helped down and then eventually procedurally the rest of you manage to get across and then finally they send the last rope and that last drow comes over and the ropes are stowed and stored and right about now is when you can see another passage leading into this fairly sheer cliff face. You're led down a series of winding stone halls, obviously carved deliberately, paved and maintained. They open out onto, after probably a couple hundred yards of of transit distance, a large plaza in an open chamber, surrounded by stone buildings, dimly lit in just a few places, and dominating the area at the far end of this open sort of square almost 
is a multi-storied structure, a few tall doorways looming to allow entrance on the ground level. Ornately carved columns displaying elvish figures of various sizes line the exterior, supporting the upper floors and balconies of this edifice. The entire effect kind of projects an air an aura of indelible power, determination, wealth, and a lethal sort of aesthetic beauty. How old is it? I'm looking around at everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me give me a history check. This is what I do. 20. <laughs> Based on the like, like the, the the tree sculpture was hard to tell because it had been carved, but then it's gotten soaked over, and that may have been carved again, and blah blah blah. blah. These being a little more static, you're guessing a couple thousand years at least, okay. if not longer. All right. Does hmm. Does the okay. So question for for Zoe is does does Zoe wear like stuff that is barely definitively draw or do you sort of like blend in and basically wear the I'm going to blend in with a crowd kind of thing? You've seen Zoe in a lot of different clothes. Okay. I think the only thing, Jack, correct me if I'm misremembering this, mm-hmm. the only things you've seen Zoe wear or own that are super definitive are one, the cloak we just got recently. Mm-hmm. Yep. And two, um, that dress that I used to blind a guy. <laughs> All right. Yes. Cool. I'm basically trying to establish that because it was admittedly being used as a weapon to wrap around a basilisk's head, but but it was definitely drow in nature. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if if I can uh, verify or or evaluate Zoe's claim to be this long lost heir to a throne. (laughs) I mean, Zoe is definitively at least half drow. Okay. So yes, that. Yeah. That, that. In that context, yeah, that's obvious from a physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as that go, while there are a number of scholars and and researchers that are very interested in drow society, drow yeah, culture, drow architecture, getting access to it is nigh impossible, and so okay. most of what you're aware of in terms of academic knowledge regarding the drow mm-hmm. is rumor and conjecture at best. Okay, but the but the aesthetic matches. That's basically oh, yeah. all I'm mm-hmm. asking. Yeah, the okay. aesthetic is, I mean, it's a little off, you know, but that but but it's it's there's some similarities. You can pick up some some consistencies. All right, I'm just looking around. But you guys are led inside and quietly deposited into a small side parlor. You're provided with a glass of wine each, as well as some food to tide you over. Um, I have a question on uh, Eldritch Sight. It says you yeah. can ta- cast a tech magic at will. Does that still use like all the components? So I would still have to make a visual sign. Yes, you would still have to use your your any any verbal and somatic components that would be required. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are they getting less on edge now that we are in? Presumably surrounded by more of them. They seem a little more relaxed, and then they step out of the room, and the door is shut, and the door is locked, and you are left to your own devices for a bit. Mm. I cast a check magic. 
Nothing seems to change. Okay. Cool. Jack, so now that we're actually in, do I have any advice I think would be important, useful, relevant to give the rest of the party? Um, in terms of, obviously there's the stuff Lenore told you, be polite. Don't be obsequious, but be very, very polite and respectful, you know? Um, Though they heard that part. Right, yeah. Um, in terms of dealing with drow, they might not be familiar with the matriarchal nature of the society. So that might be relevant information for them. Um, and otherwise, just, yeah, you're, you're negotiating with an entire hornet's nest right now. So, you know, common sense. Well, if anybody has any of that, I don't know. <laughs> I've played many games with these people. <laughs> more optimistic than I am. Um, but Zoe will say, understand what we came here for. Be patient, be cautious. If you don't have anything to say that's polite, the safest thing to do is keep your tongue in your mouth both before where it is forcibly removed. Um, on our way in here, I was listening, trying to listen to see if I could tell what language people were speaking and if I understood it. Um, so th- it's definitely something with an elvish root. Uh, do you speak under common? I do speak under common. Then, yeah, you would have been able to, to pick it out. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to figure out if I was going to need to cast tongues on somebody or... If- Um, looking at the rest of the party. So who wants to lead negotiations then? I am the one in the best position to do that, as we discussed before. I thought you didn't want to lead negotiations, unless I'm misremembering something about how... Yes, you're misremembering. Out of character, because I don't feel like... um, so who mentioned that I can't be the one petitioning on behalf of the group's interests, but I can act as sort of a translator intermediary. That's what I'm talking about. Like the person, like if you can, you just said you can't petition on the group's interest, but then you said that you were the best one to petition on the group's interest. Which one is That's- the correct one? <laughs> yeah, so... The question that I'm asking is who wants to lead negotiations, not who wants to be a translator. <laughs> DM, do you want to help me? Because yeah, so Zoe's Zoe is in uh, in the best social position to be the one doing most of the talking. Right. Um, in terms of who's going to, and so for all appearances, they will be leading that she will be leading the negotiations. Okay. Right. Now, she is not, however, and it's a, it's a delicate balance. Uh, and sorry, if you want to have mentioned this to everybody, that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. In that 
as the primary talker mouthpiece, it will be helpful for Zoe to at least appear marginally unbiased towards one side or the other. Mm-hmm. So it will very much be a, a a fun game of telephone where somebody else will be presenting the group's conditions, but Zoe will be the one saying them. Mm-hmm. And when we initially did this, Woden volunteered for that role, but he's not here. Yeah. Right, but Woden's gotten, got paralyzed venom sick, which is weird for a dwarf, but sometimes happens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to figure out who's going to be the person doing the, not the talking Who's, who's going to be today's Who's going to be, yeah. be acting? Who's going to be doing the Woden part, yes. Who's going to be doing the performance piece? Mm-hmm. It's a longer game of telephone because we're actually hiring them on behalf of another group. <laughs> yes. yes. What was this hiring again? Where's, where's the contract? Uh, we should be in the handout. We are we are uh, attempting to negotiate a price for the entity Obsidian to engage Haushan Gary to uh, cut the strings around Aragil Kaminar of Breath of Breath Drill Lane in Dancer's Court by circumstances accidental or natural. It must be completed no later than Tr- than Trilox the sixteenth of the current year, which I don't know how far away that is. Um, if you look at the calendar, that's basically Trilox is next month. So the 16th mm-hmm. of next month. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we'll, and uh, the full payment, which is the amount that we are here to negotiate, will be provided upon acceptance, which we have, I believe, with us. Yes, um, you do have the 2,000 gold that was allotted. Yep, yeah. 2,000 so gold. We have up to 2,000 gold to negotiate. Zoe, what's the general price for this? So it's basically three weeks of conflux time as it stands currently. That is complicated and depends upon many factors. The best we can... Unless GM wants to give me more information. So... uh, your understanding of of contracts is fairly minimal at this point because that's not usually the part of the business you're involved in. With three weeks out for an assassination is kind of an accelerated timetable. Mm-hmm. Also, they are obviously going to be much more interested in getting as much money as possible, so they're probably going to start pretty high, and it'll basically be, can we chew them down to 2,000 or below, and is there anything we can offer or provide uh, in, that might sweeten the pot a bit without actually violating the terms of the contract? Right. So things like, you know, you you won't be able to provide anything in terms of supply transit, logistic organization equipment. All, any of that is already out because the contract says we're not offering that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, one must hope that Woden's contact is informed enough about the value of such things to have given us a reasonable amount to work with given the timetable.
So, so if anyone has any bright ideas, I'll convey the rest of that information. They wouldn't be bad to keep in a back pocket. So does anybody have any experience negotiating then, since we're trying to figure out a replacement for Woten? You're muted, Martin. Yes. We just need somebody to <laughs> really says yes. <laughs> we literally just need somebody to say words so that Zoe can translate those words into something into what actually needs to be said. And when I say words, I don't mean they even need to make sense. Perfect. I can do that. <laughs> I could I, I, I could just babble gibberish. And it would functionally work as long as I made it look good. Remember what I said about being respectful? I feel like... Uh, I understand, but... No, your point is taken. Yeah. But... I'm not saying like 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 something like that. <laughs> Don't worry if I need to do that. I can do it directly into her brain instead. I feel like that's <laughs> counterintuitive. Yes. Which is when the door squeaks open. Oh. And a male drow in very reserved clothing steps in and in pretty decent common uh, if all of you would follow me please the matriarchs are prepared to hear your request nod yes and you guys are led down a hallway into a fairly large chamber there is a small dais set towards one end and a number of benches padded uh, are placed facing it. And in three chairs of equal height at the far end on the, the upper platform, you see three female drow, all apparently dressed in some level of ceremonial garb, fairly ornate, um, one, the, the one in the center is notably older than the other two. And the one to the, to your guys, right as you approach and are seated begins addressing you all in undercommon. So. You have a request from customers above. Tell me the details and provide the contract to your attendant, hmm? gesturing to the plain clothes uh, male drow who led you in, who just sort of holds out a hand. Uh, that's right, Mars. I believe Aurelia still has the contract. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I do not understand. I'm undercommon. 
<laughs> so, so, so Zoe, you can definitely see Aurelia's got a blank look on her face, like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> and um, we can just assume that you translate if you want. Yeah. I, I'll I'll serve as the translator as well, but in a specific sentence. Aurelia, the contract, and then nodding towards the um, the attendant. Yes. Um I will hand the contract over. We have a contract from a Obsidian who wishes to employ your um your <laughs> I can't how, I can't work right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> capabilities? I yes, your capabilities, which are impressive as demonstrated. Uh, in... <laughs> Wotan's still kind of rubbing his neck. Yeah. <laughs> in... Zoe's doing a really remarkable job of not just strangling and flinching. <laughs> yep. As Aurelia completely disregards everything the party had agreed upon in advance. Uh, in assassinating Aragal Kaminor of Brethdrill Lane. Dancer's Court. The contract is transferred. <laughs> looks at it. Passes it down to the one in the center who also reads it and transfers it to the third. Once they're all apprised of the contract, the one on the other end. Very well. This is a standard appearing agreements. We have knowledge of the general causes and conditions for this. Very clearly stated, our thanks to Obsidian. We will conduct this effort for him. 3,500 crowns. We do not have that much. We have 2,000, but we are. <laughs> but we are also warlocks and have considerable magical capabilities at our disposal. I can offer you a service in addition to the 2,000 that may be of use a sensor, invisible, wherever you would like, within one mile. So this is what is told to you, Zoe. Do you translate all of that exactly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, my internet's working. Yep, you're Sorry. good. I was having some trouble refreshing roll 20. Ah. And my solution to that accidentally screwed up my entire internet. Oh, okay. Did you get to hear everything that uh, Aurelia had said? I think so. Okay. Uh, we have 2,000 warlocks. Just yes. <sighs> and Remember, I'll you, and I'll give you magic. Just favorite. words. Turn it into the actual negotiation. <laughs> you realize they have someone also. That they have their own coming. translator. 
hashed like current ish political jokes here. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, but Zoe will sort of, um, Mitch, <sighs> here, yeah. your efficiency is, is appreciated and commendable. We, we understand this is a short or or request. Those aren't the words, whatever. Um, we understand that this is a short or request. However, Obsidian has given us our parameters for, for the cost and as out lined in the contract actually what at level of um what that is not to be provided by ARN. We, we hope that at a lower price can be found and and to that end there are those among us who can Offer a form of a, a form of value you rarely seen. If it seems like I'm, I have permission to continue. Yeah, they'll okay. sort of make a gesture for further details. Are the esteemed matriarchs familiar with the traditions of the warlocks and the surface's great game? That raises a few eyebrows. Yes, we very much are aware of the machinations that proceed largely within the city at such times, and rumor has even reached the deep realms here that the warlocks have once again returned. I am sure you're aware such magic can be very valuable and versatile in what it can provide. I'm not entirely sure what Aurelia wants to offer, so I'm <laughs> Basically, clairvoyant spell. As Aaron quickly goes to the compendium, because he's not going to discuss, discuss this in game, but. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's been several weeks. And Invisible sensor within a mile, that's what I said. There's, there's a murmur back and forth as the older one leans ahead to one side and then the other, whispering behind a hand. To you, child. Addressing you directly, Zoe. Mm -hmm. Are you one of these warlocks? 
Indeed. Hmm. Though. House near Cleath, if I am not mistaken. My loyalty lies first with them, of course. Interesting. Well, that does give more scope to the bounds of our negotiation, then. There are incidents that we could find employment for you and possibly your companion. Give us numbers. Okay, I know this was literally two minutes ago, but what was the number? Uh, so you guys have 2,000 gold currently. Whether or not you want to tell them that's how much you have or you want to offer less, in that's up to you guys. We have this number. And... Um, specifically... It was suggested that perhaps you would be interested in, and I give a concise, potentially a bit vague description of what clairvoyance does because mm-hmm. reiterating what Aurelia said. Okay. Um, might hate such service is bring down the price by um, a sixteen hundred, which would bring it to that if I am remembering all of the numbers right. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. A little more negotiation goes back and forth. The magical effects of which you speak are not unknown to us. We ourselves are aware of various magics and sorceries that even those of you on the surface may be unlearned in. And basically what's going to happen is they're going to be like, where have you been that's interesting enough for us that you could put one of these sensors there? Um, So I will... If I can do so respectfully, uh-huh. switch back to common and speaking mostly but not entirely to Aurelia. If you go off or to play the signal, it must be in a place you are familiar with. Where could you offer? Where do you wish to offer? It might 
it holds enough value for this to transpire. Um. Well, that's that'd be still. We've been traveling a really long time. A mile yes, is not you've that been, long. Yeah, no, mile mile is not going to get very far. No. Um. Is that even within the range of the tree? Probably the tree sculpture. No, tree tree is tree is well beyond a mile. Um, I'll sort of, I'll, I'll sort of lean over and to Zoe. Do they are they asking for a location within a location from here, or would they be able to have somebody? on the surface receive the image. That's the the way the spell works. It I see it. And then I can inform them. I can go to some place that I am not familiar with as well. Think of something specific enough for me to negotiate with. Um, or think of a different magic to offer. Well, we've we've only been near near enough for the spells range with them next to us. I don't think that would be useful. Um, I also have magic that can detect thoughts and tell me what someone is thinking. If they have someone they need to question, that can be useful. Or they they are unsure of. So we'll let being a bit thrown off, forced to change tactics show. Okay. Not, not like, but right. But I'm not. I'm not gonna try and hide that from them. That right. If they are looking for cues, um. If, um. My. Hey, the companion suggests that that such magic of location might have the most use to cast near near a place of interest or perhaps upon the surface which which would perhaps be upon the surface as as the spell has limited extent where it can reach however we have a more immediate possibility for the matriarch's gentle consideration. Um, and uh, Zoe will again vague but clear description of roughly what detect thoughts can mm-hmm. accomplish. Uh, 
So that you just does acknowledge that it is a spell cast by self. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't necessarily grab somebody's thoughts and give them to somebody else, but yeah. you can pick up. Um. <clears throat> At which point there's a little bit of a discussion back and forth again. And one of them points at Diamond. Perhaps we can come to an arrangement then. There is information that we require. Not from any prisoner or anyone within direct captivity or location here. A distance to the east. There are tribes of beings with whom we do not fight openly, but whose attempts at expanding territory frequently conflict with our own holdings. If you and your companions are able to retrieve within a few days knowledge of what their leaders plan over the next, shall we say, near future, several months or a year, perhaps. That is a favor that would be worthwhile to us. All right. I will pass that off or as a possibility along to the group. Uh, Why did they point at Diamond? In your mind. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can respond. You to can't that. respond to no. that. <laughs> it's okay. You no, can I was respond. going to include that information anyway. Okay. I might assume that these people are the kinfolk, or at least species kin, and whatever the proper term for that is. I don't know. I'm going with species kin. <laughs> species kin, I think. Of diamonds ancestors. Or parent, extra dad, whatever Diamond had defined this person as. Hi, Dad. Because, yeah. Diamond hasn't really talked about it a lot. No. <laughs> Diamond doesn't know that much about it. That would be that. That would be Diamond's geological father. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. <laughs> hey, I get to make that joke. It's beautiful. Accepted. Yes, I'm not. I, I have no issue with the adoption. <laughs> right, I have right, an issue right. with the pot. <laughs> Come on, it was right there. It was if right there. If I didn't say it, somebody was going to. It was. It, no, it, I know, and that's 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 what's so annoying about it. <laughs> it was there like a collapsing strata. Uh, I'm glad I don't get that one, and we're not going <laughs> to explain it. Nope. I, All right, yeah. Um, is that something you feel is within our capacity? Not really, um, but I, I don't, I 
don't want to make them mad either because we really need this. I. I I can try. I I can try. The the I'm able to do this. I'm not interested. In the request was for a year's worth of foreknowledge. A, a couple months for the next months or months. years. What they are planning. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to months. So or that years. could be accomplished by detect thoughts, clairvoyance, happening to convince yeah. them to tell us, but. All of those involve a level of subtlety and charisma that this party. Zoe will express some level of skepticism of our capabilities in this area. <laughs> but if people say yes, I'll say yes. <sighs> I, I'm. Not to be offended by, not to be offensive to anyone, but I am in doubts as to our capability to fulfill that particular request. I think we might be able to. I can't hear you, Nikki. Nikki. Oh, it'd be rude to ask for a different one. Well, this is a negotiation offering. It would be rude to ask for a different one. It would be more useful to have a concrete suggestion, perhaps based on their demonstrated interest or perhaps perhaps simply powerful enough on its own to be compelling my magic is the destruction of things and not particularly irrelevant here my area is also not particularly relevant here if none one has anything to offer me i'll keep trying Uh, Jack. Yo. Can I think of something like like having having dealt having been an investigator previously and sort of dealing with people and negotiations at some level? Uh, can I think of any sort of counteroffer that would be relevant to their interests, but more in line with our skills? From I mean, I you could on. you could offer to just I'm flat asking out if murder can, some shit. Yeah, I'm asking if I can make a role that would give me some divine GM inspiration as to what might be an appropriate counteroffer that mm. that my character might think of, but I, the player, might not. <laughs> um. Can I think of anywhere Aurelia has been that, like, I understand that Aurelia backed off on clairvoyance because turns out it doesn't work like that, but um, got limits. Is uh-huh. something that she's operating from a different location that would be actually interesting with my limited knowledge of Aurelia's history. Uh, both of you give me just straight up either insight or intelligence checks one of the two insight me or is that natural <laughs> fucking 20 aurelia where have you been that secret In- insight <laughs> 17 ah what the fuck elishard you mostly know that this group is good at killing things now going to an assassin's place and being like hey we're good at killing things do you need some things killed is a little bit coals to newcastle um uh-huh. but 
if there's anything that just needs to be openly and dramatically obliterated, you're probably a little bit better at that than they are. So shows of force, yeah. um, you know, okay, that got, sort I've of thing. A, I've got an idea now, but I'll let Zoe. Okay. Um, Zoe, you are trying to think where Aurelia's been based on what you've seen and heard from her. Um, and since you got a natural 20, I can pretty much tell you, yeah, it really has been nowhere that's going to be helpful. Great. Great. <laughs> Sorry to just shut that one down for you, Do but you I am racking my- natural 20? Am I aware if anyone else in the party also has clairvoyance? Um, clairvoyance? I don't think anybody else has that in their spell list, no. Cool. Um, yeah. So I'll speak up to Zoe. Uh... While subtlety probably isn't our strong, is definitely isn't our strong suit. If perhaps they could use a fantastical show of force, something to threaten or prevent action in another area, we could definitely provide that. Um. Sorry, Korshana also rolled for general ideas, I think. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> because Cora, A, thinks it's fucking hilarious that nobody thinks that this group can be subtle. Um, right. <laughs> but B, has absolutely no inclination to encourage going to that particular group of people for reasons. Mm-hmm. So wants to was happy to let the group think that and wants other other options. Right. I mean, the, the main thing that you're picking up, Cora, is this is a stated need. Right. It's unlikely that they have other needs that are more severe that they would be willing to tell you about. Right. Because then it's just revealing our weaknesses yes, to an exactly. outside party. It's vulnerability and right. Yeah. So yeah, if you can spin something on the underground DAO side of things, that's probably going to be the most palatable to them to accept. Mm, Other than that, it would probably take about a week of undercover work if you were going to try and actually figure out what else might be going on down here. The only thing that kind of piqued your interest is that you haven't Apparently, they know shit about magic without actually possessing any magic themselves. Yeah, I'm good. I've noticed. I Which know. is a little weird. Right. And you're kind of wondering, what's that about? I'm... I haven't... I believe I rolled at a previous point to know that there is some magic that is just under dark magic. Mm-hmm. If they also have any cells or something affecting an area, I may be able to figure out what it is and remove it. That is way too broad and requires a lot of trust. No one has better ideas. Um, can I get a general ideas roll? Or probably not, because I already rolled the thing. You already did your insight for trying to figure out with with uh, with what Aurelia had initially been suggesting, but with your knowledge of of Drow society and having some background, you would get the same sort of things that Korashana. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. 
<sighs> After that, turning back to the group, um, we can certainly make an effort to towards um, hey, it's not um, the skills of our collective uh, the skills of my allies lie perhaps not in in such subtle arts. Um, and trying to make it sound more like negotiation and a counteroffer than it was initially presented to me, mm -hmm. that thought of the possibility of a show of force if they wanted one or... Um, something more specific to an area. And yeah, that, that's basically what I can do. <sighs> there is, of course, every possibility, it being a rather hazardous effort, that should you go on this investigation, there will be need for a great amount of destruction. Or, if you are more inclined, you may simply remain here for several weeks, perhaps, and we will give you assignments as they arise to defray the costs, naturally. Hmm. I will convey those possibilities to my allies. I have a family dinner next week. <laughs> <laughs> Woten will be like, uh, we have that robbery job to do for our landlords awesome. in a week or two. <laughs> uh, sounds like they desperately, they definitely want us to go check out the Dow or the other people to the east. Are you will? Honestly, my recommendation would be it is very accommodating of the matriarchs to allow us to approach this in a way suited to us, and that we are not incapable of what they ask. But it's up to you. Yeah, and, and Zoe, you, you definitely recognize they're allowing for a good bit of latitude. Oh, yeah, Just this is bring back some like Bring back some useful information and try and figure out what's what's going on over there. Yeah, that's that's chill. Like, that is not... Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. Honestly, if, if we get pretty close, clairvoyance or detect thoughts could be all we need. Mm-hmm. If all they want is information that we can acquire however we find that, however we... However, we determine we best can acquire. I feel like that's something we can try to do. All right. I look at the others. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, were you trying to? No, no, oh. no, no, not say anything. Um, 
Cora just doesn't look the most comfortable with this idea. Uh, I see. Sorry, Cora. <laughs> Do I notice that? I don't know. That anyone <laughs> hesitating? No. Well, well, I don't. Know. I don't think you're at, dis- at advantage yeah, on deception, no, no, are you? I didn't mean to click That's a nine. <laughs> Not comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Um, Zo will. If we are all inclined to accept, it must be with the understanding that accepting is somewhat binding. And if anyone has objections or further further critique, I wish to hear it now. Mm-hmm. Get it over with. I need... I need... Give me 20 seconds, uh, perhaps a minute. I will continue discussing with the rest of the group to give Cora a minute, um, hoping that every chastisement in advance has gone noticed. Wait, 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 wait. I might not have even said that because I'm trying. I'm trying to think. About- this has been a while, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um... Never mind. I didn't say that. Okay. Cora will just figure out how to do what they need to do within <laughs> the confines of. <laughs> this will be fine. This is perfect. Mission aside. Yeah, no problem. All right. So Cora has has did not request a minute. No. All right. In that case, absent other critiques, I will turn back. Uh, Go ahead and give me an intelligence roll as well for Zoe. Okay. Just straight intelligence? Just straight intelligence. Uh, 18. 18. You can probably ask for a significant discount on an errand of this magnitude. Okay. Um... It is quite a lot you ask of us, and we are, of course, prepared prepared to, um... For GM clarification, significant discount as in the one I already outlined, or um, more, probably? Uh, you can probably ask for... You can can ask for significantly more on this than you would have asked for a clairvoyance spell, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, And we are, of course, prepared to who undertake it. However, the matter price remains. This is not an insignificant favor being exchanged. Perhaps of what would be asked for the contract um, more might be supplemented by this. Damn it, I hate numbers. Um, to the extent of 
that number, 1,200 plus the fee. I'm kind of expecting them to push back, but we'll see. Give me a persuasion roll. Cool. I'm theoretically good at those. 25? There's a murmur back and forth. And then for the very first time, the eldest one sits up a little straighter. These terms are acceptable. 1,200 crowns. And once you return with the information we require, we will dispatch our workers to complete that which you have asked us. Understood. And I will communicate that to Woden, who has the money bag. Woden pulls out the money and the manservant does a little bit of, of ink work, get a small lectern off to one side, and it's filled out, and a copy is made, and you guys get a copy of the contract, and they get a copy of the contract with the numbers in there. And so, yeah, Woten's got a purse of 800 gold just kind of sitting there now. I believe there was some, we can discuss this later, but there was some specific statements made about if we managed more Oh, yeah, it. you guys get to keep that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I know, I know, Woden addressed that with. With the elf, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I just and. Yep. And once that's completed and the, the agreement is concluded, uh, the manservant stands up, just kind of claps his hands. Very well. Uh, we will give you lodgings for the evening, and you will set out tomorrow. Follow me, please. Respectful to the matriarchs. Lead you guys filing out of the room. Which is where we're going to take a quick break. Back in a bit. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. So, all of you are led off to a block of rooms in a separate building um and assigned individual places to sleep for the evening so what do you guys plan to do in the house young gary enclave you are apparently permitted to leave and wander if you would like to i want to keep an eye on as many of them as possible and hopefully it put off any we were given individual rooms or one communal room? Individual rooms, but individual all rooms. one communal building. One however. communal building, individual rooms. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm just gonna hang out in my room. I will uh, wander. Yes, I want to see things. All right, so Aurelia and Cole are headed out. Are you trying to sneak out, or are you just walking out? I'm just walking out. Okay. I will offer to join you. I will mask of many faces to look like a drow, so I draw less attention while I walk around. Knack your head. <laughs> not, not actually, but <laughs> will give you a very stern look. That is 
less useful to you than you think it is. Please stop. Fine. <laughs> All right. So where are you guys headed? I won't look like myself, though. Okay. <laughs> so you're disguised to look like somebody else. Yeah. As though just sort of... Look, Cole. You are in a place with a lot of potentially on-edge assassins. If you do not look like who you are, or look like someone they don't know is here wandering around, is bad for all of us. It will involve additional explanations and will probably result in your death. Can you please not? If it helps, you can perhaps change a bit of your hair color or something else that will make you feel cool without actually jeopardizing all of us and this rather delicately negotiated situation. I'm not doing it to feel cool. I'm doing it because I don't feel safe here. I don't care that some of them have already seen what I look like. I don't want all of them to know what I look like. I don't like being here. <laughs> Give so. me an insight check, Rockle. Right. Why don't you stay in the building where it is perfectly fine for you to assume a different form? 17. You do recognize, however, that there is something to what Zoe's putting out there. You know several streets in conflux that you could walk down, but if you walk down in disguise, somebody would probably pull a knife on you sooner than ask who you are. All right, yeah. And I'm not ending this or letting us leave until I have a level of confidence that <laughs> fine I'll just have to then just deal with oh yeah Cole died of stupidity the second <laughs> stepped out <sighs> fine I'll just I'll turn into a bird and sit on Zoe's shoulder <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a reasonable compromise. Yeah, it is. It now is. they think I'm still in Relatively. <laughs> Especially because the bird was with us when we entered. Yep. Um, so, Aurelia, are you looking for anything in particular? Um, I'm trying to... I just want to see the sights. I have never been down here before, and I'm curious. Um, okay. I'm looking for anything that looks old. Um, all of it looks fairly old for the most part. I mean, there's old, important, where there are people gathered, anything like that. So there is a small marketplace. Okay. Um, there's a number of people gathered there. Okay, I'll um, go to that. Okay. Like marketplace. Jack, just for the record, I am yep. trying to keep a general eye on and dissuade from any thing that would be more than just socially em socially embarrassing I'm trying to avoid but anything that would actually create a problem right I'm gonna try and stop 
Jeffrey try and head that off first. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for um, translating. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing is really is not allowed to talk to people directly. Hopefully that will. <laughs> no, I say that hands. while we're walking along. Well, you're like shadowing behind me. <laughs> you're there. <laughs> of course. That wouldn't have gone as well. Thank you. Indeed. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> so the first things you notice, uh, yeah. clo- clothes and food, okay. um, primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, everything seems to function. The, the, most of the food seems to either be meat-based or fungus-based. Ooh, okay. Um, all of the meat smells a little weird. Not like bad, but mm-hmm. just very, very not what what you would assume meat smell is supposed to smell like. Interesting. Um, yeah. Meat and does not work that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for anything unusual. It could be the seasoning. Yeah. Um, anything that, because I know that they, now that they are at least slightly familiar with magic, do I see anything that clicks to, or that that kind of um, feels to me like it might have be something more like the stuff. Are you like are you are you keeping your witch sight on? Uh, yeah, I will do that. Okay. Um, as you're walking around, occasionally, like a an individual will walk by, and there's a faint glint or shimmer of something, usually something they're wearing. Okay. A cloak, a pair of gloves, a pair of boots, that sort of thing. Okay. But they're few and far between. You walk past a couple, at least a couple hundred people, and only about three of them have anything of of note that way. And it's fairly light whatever the enchantment is. Okay. Um, Everybody seems to mix fairly well. There is definitely a level of of status differential between males and females, Mm -hmm. or at least those that present those two. And the... There, there's there's not specifically a, a level of like socioeconomic class that you see. Granted, okay. it's a fairly small sampling. Mm-hmm. Um, but wandering around the marketplace, you get the idea that this town, because it wouldn't qualify for much bigger than a town, um, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred individuals at the most, mm-hmm. as a rough guesstimate. And everywhere you go, you can still see that one big, almost six-story building that you guys did your negotiations in, dominating the landscape. Nothing else is much more than a story or two tall. All of it made very much from stone. No wood at all that you can find. Metal. Good bit of metal to be found, but... What kind of metal? It looks like mostly iron and steel. Okay. A little bit of bronze, a little bit of brass here and there. Okay. Does it seem to be of different 
quality or craftsmanship than the stuff that I've seen on the surface and what I've made. Anything that you would have found on the surface that was considered to be drow in origin definitely has been far more damaged, weathered, broken, that sort of thing. There are, there are, there are shards and remnants of this society that makes its way to the surface. Nothing intact, yep. nothing whole. I mean, is it different than the technology that I have? Do I see anything that would be like, ooh, that's interesting, and I haven't seen that before. How do they make that? Um, most of what you've seen, honestly, you would say that it is technologically less. Okay. There's there's not the same innovative tendency displayed here as okay. you would find in a place like Stormways or or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah. Your best guess is that they're they're they don't import much, and what they export is death. Okay. <laughs> um, the individuals that have pinged off to me as having magic. Do they seem uh-huh. higher status or or? Um, so that's that's life? the weird bit. Okay. Everybody, with the exception of the fact that some things have pinged as magical. Mm-hmm. Everybody's clothing and gear that they seem to carry is more or less in roughly the same category. Okay. You don't see a lot of obvious or ostentatious displays of any sort of wealth or prosperity above that. You don't see you don't see a single beggar. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um hmm. Hmm, that will freak them out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Zoe, I think it's what you were watching for. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that. That's the point. So, uh, like... I probably know it's the first person and the second person that pings his magic. The third person, I'm going to actually like turn and, and um, l- like glance at Zoe as in like, I, I want to speak to this person, please translate kind of thing. Um, and um, I have any idea is- why? I mean, you've seen Zoe just honestly doing a very touristy rubbernecky sort of, <laughs> this has apparently caught her interest. Uh, yeah. You can go ahead and make an insight check if you want. And if twenty-two, yeah, um, it's it's. I, I want to know more. Something's interested me. Um, First, sorry, excuse me. Uh, I, I'm not gonna just start translating. <laughs> yeah. Um, First, I'll sort of to. What do you want to know? That person had she um, or he or uh, definitely she. She okay. Um, is it gloves or boots or what? What's the uh, gloves thing? on this one? Um, her gloves. I want to know where she got them. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Does that help? Do I figure it out based on that or no? I mean, 
you look at the gloves. They're a very nicely made <laughs> set of gloves. They kind of, they're very, very thin, almost like, yeah, mm-hmm. extremely form-fitting. Professional, but okay. Yeah. Because... The individual in question, by the way, Aurelia, has stopped at a stall and is currently ordering something to eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they're magical of some sort. I don't know how or why, but there is magic down here, and I want to know more. Oh, I apologize. This is apparently my error. I thought this was something that we had explained and understood. So we'll gesture to her own cape, which, for the record, is magic, and definitely as much as anything matches the aesthetic down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you found that. Where did where are they getting these things from? Um, ex- Maybe you get your storm steals from on the surface. I don't know that, do I? Yeah, um, you do. I do. Yeah, oh, we yeah. have discussed it many times. I would yeah. be surprised if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, okay. really. You you know all about Gatdorf and Chamberlain and okay. the magical of weaponry and the yes. But where do they get the the magical supplies? Is it they like they they make it? Okay, in their How? in their foundry. Oh, okay. that's a trade secret. Mm. Yes, see, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe will definitely they do have having a... that look of I'm being as patient as possible, but I'm probably not budging on this. It would not be particularly polite to pry into the secret it's a, of the people here. I am simply asking where she got her gloves. That is not a... Think about why you want to know. Think about what people might or might not want you to know. And then remember my many pleas and the recommendations of my superiors for us to all behave with a level of respect. Please don't do this to all of us. It Can you just ask my question? To get any more people killed. I will explain it to you later when we are not in public. I'm not a child. Excuse me. <laughs> So you're talking into this person's head? Yes. Okay. I am so sorry to intrude. I don't know this is happening. You do not know this is happening, Zoe. Um. So, Zoe, you're you're kind of focused in on Aurelia right now, which is why you do not see the person in question visibly sort of jump and look around. And then pause for just a minute. You've got maybe two words before this person's gone. I wanted to know where you got your gloves. They're beautiful. And hurrying quickly away down a street. (laughs) Fine. Fine. I would like to continue sightseeing at least. Of course. 
and yeah just kind of continuing around once like i make i'm, I'm gonna look at all the stalls probably mm -hmm. and then yeah i'm pretty much doing the same thing i'm just wandering around town i'm not trying to get anywhere where like there are guards or it seems like that's probably not a place you should go mm -hmm. um but i'm trying to see the sites i want to see like what's around here because i've never okay. been down yeah in the draw city Meanwhile, Koroshana, Diamond, Elishard, are you guys up to anything in particular? <laughs> Is there any writing on the walls? Or any, like, any, like, I'll be inspecting the room that I'm in. Uh, it's pretty Spartan. Um, decently constructed. The bed is comfortable. Sheets are a little thin, but you've noted that the, uh, the entire environment of the town is fairly warm. Not too humid, but a little bit. It's comfortable yeah. enough. Yeah, I'm mostly just inspecting the room and seeing if there's anything like, oh, look, there is a small, very easily missed hole over here where people are observing you from. Give me uh, an investigation kind check. Of thing. <laughs> Eight. Probably it takes you about five this. minutes to case the room, and yeah, no, it's a room, yeah, man. It's just a room. I'm in, Cora. Uh, what Cora does depends entirely on what Diamonds does, which is why I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> Diamonds. Diamonds gonna sit in her room. She's trying to sleep. The operative weren't there being trying. Door closed or open, Diamond? Uh, the door's closed. Okay. Okay. Not gonna intrude. Okay. <laughs> that seems to be it. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Aurelia, you spend another hour or two just kind of wandering about. Yep. Um, people begin to gravitate towards a few of what seem to be taverns of some sort. There's a little bit of music. A little bit of drinking. Fairly quiet by conflux standards. Yeah. Shopkeepers are beginning to close up their stalls and shops. Not that you've ever experienced one, but it's all the hallmarks of a small town closing down for the evening. Yep. A random aside question. Do we have the concept of small towns in conflux? Not really. No. <laughs> this is very bizarre. Why is everything shutting down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, businesses close at night, sure. Yes, but usually um, other ones open. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Some types of businesses. Yes. You don't see any. I, I will now, reference, but... I, I don't have the map up right now, but an, an appropriate part of the city where it is that kind of lower traffic, so more, most things are closed at night, except for maybe the taverns. It's kind of like that. Calidors probably would be your closest. Okay. Yes. The less busy parts of Calidors.
what do you do all night? There's nothing to work Leave on. Leave so that we're well rested for the important thing we have to do tomorrow. What do you do most nights? I work. <laughs> well, that too. I, I assume that too, though I do not... you sleep? Rarely. <laughs> See, some people... <sighs> really is not an elf, right? Or nope. any other... Mm-hmm. Human. Human. The don't sleeps, which is totally a category of D&D human yes. that can't convince me otherwise. Yep. Straight up. No sleep, best sleep. Mm-hmm. I suppose who's your inspiration is terrible, but in this case, we do all want to be prepared for what's going to be quite challenging, it seems. Of course. <laughs> well, we should go back. Add on back. All right. So everybody, I assume, gets a long rest. Yep. Spell slots and hit points are regained. Yeah, Fortunately, yeah, you guys did well. Uh, Fired. My internet connection just blinked, and I'm not, and nobody watching heard any of that. Oh. Uh, last thing we heard was we all go to sleep. <laughs> okay. Are we back on? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. So, yes. Now, all the things that happen in a long rest happen. And you awaken the next morning. There's a knock on the door. And a familiar drow, the one with pale golden hair, clad in her very rock-textured cloak, is standing there. It appears that I am to be the guide to drop you off at the borders. Are you all prepared? Yeah. Indeed. I pull out my pocket watch and check what time it is. It's... There's no way to tell what time it is otherwise. Not really. No. It's about 6.30, 7am-ish. Just sort of pull it out, look at it for a second, click it closed, put it back. I'm good to go. Korashana, you get a kind of a sideways look, a little bit of a shrug. Very good. Does she, have, does she have a Heisenberg hat on? She does not. <laughs> she was the one that knocked. She was. <laughs> I mean, is she wearing a white suit? Because that's also another person who knocked. It's a joke that only Jeremy will get. <laughs> yep. It's a WWE joke. I figured. These are not puns. Yeah. They are pop culture references, which... <laughs> 
totally different. They are. Yeah, I'm not upset at the pop culture reference. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's over, if there is a third component nope. that's about to happen. Because <laughs> rule of threes. Okay, but you guys are led down the twisting tunnel with the arrow slits in it. <laughs> and back to the canyon swing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are escorted across the chasm once more, landing on the far side. And by Wotan's compass, begin to move eastward. Ephedriel halts you several times, insisting on quiet as much as possible. Occasionally rumbles and grinding sounds are heard further down the tunnels. Sometimes as you approach, there's a secondary tunnel, either cutting across the top or the bottom, seemingly freshly excavated. And Ephedriel is always very, very cautious when these are encountered. What is making those? She says something in Undercommon. I understand. Which those of you, which those of you who understand, hear the Violet Devourer. Mm-hmm. And then she sort of she will not. Uh, gestures. A massive monster eats the stone, creates tunnels, swallows anything it can. Very dangerous. We. You have to be very careful when hunting those. And she kind of reflexively just rubs her arm a little bit as if remembering something and then pushes further in. Elishar, do you continually check your watch or? Uh, every hour or so I'll check it. Okay. Just to keep time. Yep. Roughly mid-afternoon, she stops. Well, this is where I leave you. I will return to this location in three days' time. If you are here, I take you back with whatever you have learned. And your contract is good. If you are not here, well, my condolences to your relatives and what happens, happens. On... And with that, she shifts back down the pathway, vanishing very quickly into the tunnel. Like, you can see further, but you lose sight of her before she leaves the the distance of your sight, as that cloak of hers just seems to shift and blend, even as she's moving into the rock. And you guys are left on the border of the territory of the Dow. Mm-hmm. And we'll figure out what happens there 
in a couple weeks. We won't be here next week because we have a number of people absent. So all of you who are watching, we will see you in two weeks from now on the 25th. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.